recording for real this time. Hooray! Part two. So uh, we are watching the Lakers uh, Thunder game. Um, LeBron is six points away from breaking Kareem's record um, with a little over four minutes left in the third quarter. So he's definitely going to do it. Yeah, he's definitely going to do it. And Unless you he could, has like the worst shooting night of his life. And you could tell from like uh, like a quarter in when he when he started getting going, when he really started going full steam ahead, you could tell he was, uh, he decided, I'm, I'm going to get it tonight. He's going to go out, out there and do it. He'll probably drop 40-something points. Um, figured... Well, the house is filled with the celebrities and everyone left over from the Grammys. So uh, I guess it made sense. I didn't really <laughs> left think over from I, the Grammys. I didn't really think about it until just now. Yeah, everybody. Uh, there's probably a whole bunch of people who stuck around. Any major basketball fans uh, who are at the Grammys are all probably like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to pay $20,000 and just chill and get get a nice looking seat here. Uh, just out of convenience. Uh, yeah, so they're. Down, they're down by nine, but no one really gives a shit about what happens with the game. Everyone just wants the points. Um, so I was th- I was thinking, um, if you had season tickets to this game, would you go or would you sell them? Because you can get, because ahead of time, you probably could have been selling two or three games, three, five X, their usual value and uh, people in hopes of being at the game where uh, he breaks the record. Um I mean, I'm me personally. I'm selling that shit. This is cool. It's really cool vibes and stuff. But um, I don't know. I'm just not. I think there are very few games where I would go all out for. Probably um, like Kobe's last game. That's something that would have been really special to go to. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about this one. I think I'd just take the money. Um, would I? Would I sell them? Probably. I mean, if you're if we're switching up, like if it's a, if you're talking about like a Pistons game and there was a Pistons player doing it, then yeah, I'd sell them. Um, I probably wouldn't get as much of, uh, much money than somebody at, uh, I refuse to call it crypto arena. Staples did sell on this. That's right. It, you know, I, I still think of it as Staples. I don't, it's still stupid. Staples. I'm not calling it crypto, crypto arena. arena. Look, you can't put dot com on something and make it sound good. It just sounds stupid. No, you can't. Not only that, but they didn't even go with uh, Crypto.com Center, the Crypto Center. That sounds infinitely better than Crypto.com Arena. They should have gone with Center instead of Arena. And they did it at a time where crypto is not exactly like... Ah, it's basically... It's, it's like halfway dead. Yeah, it's not a very good time for crypto. It had no. it had its mainstream stuff. It crashed. And now it's just, you know, coasting. There's... That group of people who are still really into it and stuff. There's some people making money, more people losing a whole lot of money. But who gives a shit? No one cares anymore. Um, it was the NFT thing. As soon as the NFTs came out, got some hype, and everyone, it, everyone was like, "What? Well, this is fucking stupid. I don't know why there's money involved." Um, it died soon after, which was nice. NFTs are dumb. Um, yeah, but otherwise, not a fan of the name change. And but we're only committed to it like what twenty years. <laughs> I didn't even know it was the Staples Center was a commitment. I thought that was they paid to have the building made. Yeah, so they just get it. They don't have to pay for the rights. I didn't know it was a thing. Like you're telling me Little Caesars Arena is not going to be Little Caesars Arena in 20 years? Well, who knows? Maybe uh, there'll be Big Caesars then. Watch it. Watch it. Might be a Pizza Hut. (laughs) Pizza Hut Arena. Another pizza place comes in and just wipes it. (laughs) The pizza war is over the the naming of a center. (laughs) Um, 
So now he has four points left. Um, Fuck, though. There's no, no, there's no defense in this game. It's 102 to 95 with a minute left. That's just the NBA nowadays, though. There was They literally showed a Nuggets highlight, and I heard them say there was some crazy-ass run the Nuggets went on. I didn't hear it clearly, but his kids are yawning. Yeah, his kids are yawning. That was right definitely now. not a good um Nice time sight. to cut. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the Nuggets finished with like 146 points. This is like, holy shit. And it's not even rare. Teams are averaging like 120 points or some shit um, this oh, season. It's kind Anthony of Davis is out for another month. No, he's fine. <laughs> he ran into it. And there's a layup. He's a basket away. I mean, he has, it has to be a three, right? You can't tie it. Go for it. You can get tied. Just go for it. Go hit a big ass three. They don't look super excited, these kids. No. I'm not going to judge the kids. Who gives a fuck? Um, but yeah, this is probably one of the more exciting uh, exciting times to watch a Laker game there's been all season because the season's been kind of a shit show. Kind of, well, you know, I don't want to say that. So going into the year, um, I predicted them to miss the playoffs. And when the season started and they were like 0-3 or something, I looked at that schedule. I'm just like, I think they're going to go 2-10 and to start. I think they're going to be miserable. Uh, they went like 3-13 and or something. It was something really close around that. Um, but honestly, non-biased at all because I'm uh, I'm a Lakers fan, so not biased. You, you understand that. Um, they've looked better. They've looked a lot better ever because Thomas Bryant has been fantastic in his role since he got back. Schroeder has looked a, uh, a bit better than what we've seen the last couple of years. Uh, they just got Hachimura as well. They just got Austin Reeves back who was hurt. Um, so I feel like the team is looking better now than they were at the beginning of the year. Cause I mean, there have been some pretty painful losses. The Lakers, uh, way the last few weeks, they very easily could be, um, like a number six or seven seed right now, which is higher than I would have expected them. Um, so I think there's a reason to be optimistic and that's why I don't really think they're going to do anything crazy at the trade deadline. Cause it's just, there's just no reason to, cause those picks are really viable picks. Cause, um, I mean, if they could have gotten Kyrie, then fine. I would have been down for that because then even two or three years down the line, LeBron's just about done. You still have Kyrie and Anthony Davis going for a few more years afterwards. So, uh, that's a little different, but instead he went to, um, to Dallas. What do you think of the Dallas, of the Dallas trade? So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I've been wanting to talk about it since it was announced. Uh, I am so sick of hearing about Kyrie Irving every season. <laughs> Um, I don't think it was a good deal. Uh, well, here, for I'll who? put it this way. Uh, I don't think it was a good deal for the Mavericks. And I think the Nets actually got a better part of the deal because they got Spencer Dinwiddie, who's a very good off the bench. Um, I think he was a starter for the Mavs, wasn't he? Uh, no, I, I actually, he was uh, off the bench. I don't, I'm pretty sure he came off the bench for the Mavs. I'm not going to pretend I, I know that exactly. Well, all I know uh, is he was a starter back when you played for Brooklyn originally. He has some, he had his some years in Brooklyn. So I think, excuse me. I think he'll do, I think they got a better part of the deal. I, um, I don't know what they're going to do with, um, Durant, but there've been a lot of reports and stuff like, Oh, Durant's having conversations with, uh, with ownership about the future of the team. And, I mean, it sucks if you're a Nets fan because, I mean, when Kyrie and Durant both signed with him in that same offseason, oh, LeBron just tied the record. Yep, there um, he is. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't celebrate now. You have to wait till you break it. Settle down. Or did he actually break it? Was that a timer? That was to break it. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. He just tied it. Uh, yeah. Now they get to stop the game for 10, <laughs> for how long, who knows how long until, uh, until they get to play 10 more seconds. Uh, but yeah, so the Nets fans had that really fantastic foundation. And I mean, they knew they had to wait cause Durant was going to be out for the entire year. Uh, and then it's just been a fucking circus ever since. And, and for a bit, you know, cause going into this year, you didn't know what was going on. There are so many questions, but you know, they were playing really well. They were in the second seed there. I think the third seed still right now, they were looking really good. Durant got hurt, but it's okay. Cause he'll come back in time for playoffs and they can have a shot at it. Um, I still like the look at their roster and, um, Kyrie decided, fuck that shit. I'm not getting my extension. So I'm just going to leave. I, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm just so sick of hearing Kyrie all the time uh, about him. It seems like every off season or even during the season, it's, there's something. He's just always that wild card. And it's a, sh- it's annoying because he's so good and he's so much fun to watch. It's just, he's just such a hassle off the court. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Mavs aside, I mean, I'm glad the Mavs actually committed to saying we're going to give, we're going to give Luca that, that other star, um, someone to actually really help him because it's definitely just been a one man show over there. They, the Porzingis thing didn't work out. They got Christian Wood, but he's not, uh, a star star. He's not an all-star uh, player. You consider them a duo. It's just Luca with a whole lot of role players. But now you do have somebody who is a proven winner and a huge talent, someone that can clutch it up at the end of games, take a lot of the pressure off of Luka. Um, I mean, the way I'm looking at it is if everything works out, which is a big-ass asterisk, I mean, you really gave up uh, Finney Smith to upgrade Dinwiddie to Kyrie, which sounds pretty good on paper. Um, Defensively, might be a little bit of a concern because Finney Smith was a great defender and the Mavs defense isn't anything spectacular um, as it was. So I'm still favoring teams like Denver and Memphis and Boston and stuff over the Mavericks. But I think that this is a, a commitment for the Mavs saying we're, we're going to commit to Luca's time while he's doing what he's doing. We're not going to let him just sit there and rot like some poor other players in the league. I mean, I, I wish Bradley Beal would get the fuck out of Washington. Yeah. And it's it's interesting we were talking about before we started recording about um, one of the biggest trade pieces that's being talked about is Bojan Bogdanovic. He's currently on the Pistons, and, like, everybody's offering a lot, but not exactly what Detroit wants. And it's being it's weird being in this situation because you're like, Bojan's you, you good. Ha- you have all the chips. Yeah, he's not only doing well, and you could get a make a good trade out of it, but you almost want to keep him to see what you do next year. Um, but I mean, I mean, we'll at see. A, I mean, at a certain point, teams have to decide when they stop trading for picks. Like, do you feel like you have the talent that you're just like going to set uh, settle with and be like, all right? We're going to let these guys develop for a couple years, see what that turns into, and then maybe make a splashing free agency a little bit down the line. Kind of like how the Cavs did in um, in the offseason because they had a lot of young players and they're coming out, they're looking really strong. 
And then they, they felt, okay, the team's developing pretty good. I'm going to go ahead and make a move. And they went and got Donovan Mitchell, and now they're a really fantastic team. Uh, the Pistons are a... Okay, that's a pretty cool shot. Kareem handing the ball to LeBron. Because I think he's held that record since before LeBron was born. Because it's been like, what? 39, year, uh, 39 years, I think. So yeah, I think he's had that record long, longer than LeBron's been alive. That's kind of crazy. Get Adam Silver out of there. <laughs> Can't believe Kareem's taller than LeBron. I mean, it's not hard to believe, but. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm not big on the commissioner just st- stiffing his nose in every picture. I thought you liked Silver. Um, no, I mean, he didn't fuck over the Lakers like David Stern did, but I mean, he's just kind of there. He's not, I mean, it's not nearly to the point of like my thoughts on like Roger Goodell and Rob Manfred. I fucking hate both of them. They're fucking clowns. Uh, I don't really have a big reason to shit on Adam, Adam Silver. Um, what else were we talking about before the trades? Oh yeah. So it's weird being in a situation where you hold all the cards, but you don't know what your team's doing. It's really strange. Well, how many years are left in his contract? Cause he's had the extension, right? He's got like two, two years after this or no, I think he only has one year after this. One year after this. I mean, if you can, I mean, if you can get a first, I mean, it's pretty good value. I don't, because he's having like a career year. He's, but I think he's on the wrong side of 30. So, I mean, does he really, does he fit the timeline? Possibly, you know, the kind of, the shooters like that can technically play pretty good for a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of teams are going to be after him because he's the kind of player that can fit alongside pretty much any contending team because he doesn't need the ball in his hands constantly to be able to make an impact. You can slot him into uh, next to Giannis or someone and you'll, they'll get some really efficient points out of him. So uh, I'd be surprised if they held on him this entire time. I'm sure somebody's going to go in there and try to make an offer. Uh, but yeah, it is interesting because now that Kyrie is already off the board because they traded him really quick, like within 48 hours, um, the, the Pacers signed Miles Turner to an extension, pretty much putting those trade rumors to bed. Who's the big name at the deadline? I, I get this point. So I, I did some reading about it during my break at school. Uh, there's a couple Pistons other than Bojan. Um, like uh, Himadou Diallo, uh, Alec Burks. I think that was it. Um, I think Burks gets passed around a lot, right? There's a yeah. Trey Burks. And Diallo, Diallo Burks. was like a pickup. We traded for him. I think he was like Troy Weaver's pet project in Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah. And he was like, oh, if we get like he believed if he had more playing time, he would do well. And three years later, he's now doing well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess everybody develops at, Their own at pace. a different pace. Yeah. yeah. So, um What's funny is I didn't see anything about because uh, I feel like the uh, since he's been drafted, uh, Sadiq has always been in trade talks. Because I remember when they're talking about Jeremy Grant, they were like, "Oh, it was going to be a package deal of Jeremy and uh, Sadiq." And I remember when they traded Jeremy Grant, I was like, "Oh, we traded Sadiq and we didn't." 
Um, I don't know if that would be that would be a great guy to play because he's like, I mean, he's got high scoring potential, but he's super inconsistent. I think he's actually a little more consistent. This is he season. doing better this season? I, I'll have to. I've been paying a little more attention this season than I have in seasons past, only because um, there's more talent to look forward to. Oh, ESPN had this thing. Oh, that's neat. It's all of his jerseys. Yeah, that's yeah. He's he's made his way around. Yeah, so there he is, 38,388. Damn, and he's got uh, he's got years to go, too. He's going to extend that record pretty far up. Um, that is, I mean, by the end of it, that is going to be a crazy, crazy difficult record uh, to break. You're going to be out, have to be a 27-point-per-game scorer for 20-plus years in the league to be able to break that shit. Um, so props to, him, uh, to LeBron. I can, I'm very curious to see what that final number is going to be because he'll be playing for another two uh, another few years, um, at least what until uh, at least until Bronny gets drafted. Uh, if he gets drafted, he's what three years out, two years out. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. So and now um, they have to play eleven more seconds after taking a 15, <laughs> 15 minute break in the middle of the game. I would have to say from looking at this, uh, when did the season start? It's preseason. Um. So inconsistent October, um, November, a little less inconsistent. And then it looks like January, a little inconsistent. But in February, he's only had a couple games where kind of inconsistent. So um, but, but, but beginning of the year, 9 points, 17 points, 10 points, 2 points, 17, 31, 20, 21, 16, 21, 25, 10, 18. That sounds better. And then the last couple games, 22, 25, and 14. So he has his moments. And his three-point percentage is either complete garbage or it's in the highs. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's like he's got a bunch of zeros on here, but he's also got like – uh. What's the league average? It's like for three pointers. Yeah, I have no idea. I think it's like I want to say like thirty four. I it's in the thirties. I think so. It's 30, I certainly hope it's in the thirties. If it if it's not, then people a lot of people need to stop shooting their goddamn threes. Since January, it's thirty three, thirty five, forty, twenty five, twenty eight, sixty two, thirty five, um, forty two, thirty seven, forty two, fifty two, thirty six, and thirty three. And in the last three games, 50, 58, and 33. Hmm. So I can tell you that he's having a little more consistency. Now, I wonder how much those percentages go up if he does, if he would get traded to a team where he doesn't, uh, not like the Pistons, where he could basically do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, it has to like settle down as, uh, as one of the later options. So more of a catch and shoot kind of a guy. So, uh, or. How better does how much better does he get when Cade's on the floor when he comes back? That's that too. Because Cade's out for the year, right? Yes. He's got like a broken shin or something. Yeah, that's a broken shin. I don't exactly remember. I can pull it up. He's out. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> he's out. It's it, it whatever. And uh, the point is, yeah. Um, it will be curious to see because they're committed to uh, Cade for the long term. Because he has the perfect nickname for oh, Detroit, man. He's Motorcade. Motorcade. It's perfect. Perfect. I love it. I don't uh, think I'd ever call somebody motorcade to their face. That sounds <laughs> weird to say out loud, but it's uh, the idea of it sounds right. 
And a left tibia stress fracture. Oh, goody. A fracture. Uh, he went successful surgery two months ago. You know what nickname? I thought it was always stupid. Durantula. No, 100%. Or Cupcake. Remember when he was Cupcake? When the fuck was he Cupcake? Uh, in Oklahoma City. Did they call him Cupcake? That him was like Cuck- his nickname in Oklahoma City. Jesus, that's even... Uh, I think I'd call him Cupcake before I call him Durantula. That just sounds stupid. I didn't realize how much Cade was uh, doing until now. 41% field goal, 6 assists, 6 rebounds a game, and 19.9 points a game. Stuff in that, that sheet. And he's still like what twenty one, yeah, really young. I'm uh, telling you, when he comes back next season, w- regardless of what happens, I think we're not in last place. Wait, who was guarding LeBron? Who was that? Was that who's that dude? Williams. Uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be in history forever. He's gonna be uh on the video of that shot. He's that guy who LeBron broke the record over. I think I'd be okay with that. That'd be kind of cool. What LeBron made a shot over me and broke the record. That's fine. I live on that side of history. It's not like uh, Kyrie draining the three over Curry in game seven. That's pretty bad. That's I'm, not something you want to I'm sure with. people really don't give a shit because it's like. No, not really. Especially when it's a LeBron. It's like, how many people has he done that to? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, okay, LeBron scored on me. Who gives, uh, who who has he not done that to? Um, Although maybe being on some obscure ass poster is not always great. Either way, uh, the NBA is exciting right now. Um, waiting for the trade deadline. So we have like two more days because I think it's usually on Thursday and it's at like noon for us. Um, and I, I'm really not sure what to expect out of the trade line, trade deadline, honestly, because the Pacers were supposed to be a team, but I don't think they're going to be, uh, be doing all that much. Um, of, of like big name players. I feel like Harry was like, came out of nowhere. It looked like he was going to be the prize. And then it was just over immediately. I don't know. I really don't know what to expect. And that kind of makes it exciting because I feel like when things come out of nowhere is when they're really cool. Like, I'd never expected the Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland. That was really exciting. Uh, when Kawhi Leonard chose the Clippers, it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then when Paul George got traded to the Clippers, that was like an oh shit moment. That was that was a super exciting part when because you just no one expected that. It was just out of nowhere. Um, so I'm hoping that the trade deadline has something really cool. But otherwise, yeah, I don't really have any um, anything really all that expected to come out of it. Um, as a Lakers fan, it kind of all the uh, air got sucked out of the room and Kyrie got went somewhere else. And the Nets owner was just like, I'll send him anywhere. But but to L.A., fuck Kyrie. We're not making we're not sending him where he wants to go, which I mean, it sounds less dumb than when that. um what was it, the GM? I think it was the GM. I'm thinking of the GM of the Pelicans or something. was just like making an ass of himself with the whole Anthony Davis trade. Um, I don't know. GM, GMs are weird. Do you have any any players you're like really paying attention to the trade deadline right now? Because I'm, really, um, I'm honestly pulling blanks right now. I read an interesting report that said Chicago might be selling. Chicago, that's right. That's the other team, Chicago. Because they've got they a got, whole bunch of tradable assets. Because they got, you know, they have Lonzo. They have. I don't think anyone's trading for Lonzo right now. I don't know when he re- plays. He's he's yeah, but he's got this weird ass injury. He's like not recovering from. It's like huge red flag. DeRozan and Levine are that's what super I, yeah. tradable. And then they, uh, another one they says is Kobe White. Uh, who, who cares? A couple years ago, I'd have been more interested. 
Yes. Unfortunately, he hasn't really gone anywhere since then. So um, that's why I was like a little iffy on the Hachimura thing, because I know I was when the Hachimura trade came out, uh, Twitter seemed to be like, oh, that's actually that's a great move by the Lakers. Um, Palenka made a, the best uh, trade he's done so far. And in my head, I'm just like, I mean, it's a it's nice, it's a nice fit. Cool. But they go three second round picks again. Who gives a fuck about second round picks, though? Um, but Hachimura hasn't really ex, uh, gone that far from where he was from his rookie year. So like the progression there is a little flat. But I guess you're not really expecting him to jump to an all star level player if you're putting next to LeBron and AD. Uh, Kobe White, you're just expecting some more out of and for that to improve and nothing's really come out of it. It's not like fucking Shay over here on the Thunder who we're watching <laughs> where this dude was like a 14 point per game player two years ago and now he's scoring 31 points per game because he's fucking ridiculous. That's the progression you're looking for. Um, yeah, and Kobe White just hasn't done that. So hand him over for a second rounder and ca- or just trade him for cash, I guess. That happens sometimes. Um, I'm very interested in Zach Levine, though. Because Levine is an awesome player who, on top of all the dunks, is a phenomenal three-point shooter. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see where he goes. Also, the Raptors have a lot of very tradable players, and they're in a very weird spot where they don't know they want to commit to trying to win with that roster or just blow that shit up. Um, very weird position. But I don't think they want to trade Pascal Siakam. Feel like you might as well. Uh, I mean, his value is super high right now. I really, I mean, now I really don't know what to expect out of it. Now would be a good time to do it, but I mean, like basketball trades are so iffy because it's like I still like them unless you're trading other other sports. What I still like basketball trades more than other sports. Oh, I prefer baseball because it's like baseball. At least you're thinking, oh well, maybe the guy. I mean, unless you're well, anyone mean, who trades with the Dodgers, apparently, um, you're like, oh, well, maybe this guy will pan out. And then on the Dodgers, unless you trade with the Dodgers, and then yeah. it's like, oh you no, it's people. not going to pan out at all. <laughs> um, well, I, I I meant more like uh, basketball. I like the basketball trades because they're like in, they're immediately impactful, usually for both teams. Um, basketball tends to do more player for ch- player trades. Baseball is usually one-sided where one one team gets the big name and then the other team gets a whole bunch of prospects that you're not going to see for two or three years down the line. And then the NFL loves, loves their draft picks, so you don't see a lot of players going back and forth there either. Um, that's why I'm, the uh, NBA trade deadline is my favorite because I get to see the immediate results of all those trades taking effect. And one person on a basketball team makes a bigger difference than in other sports. That's just the way it is. Do we have anything else? I actually don't. I don't. I don't how, know. If we how well else? So we're kind of just rambling uh, here, watching the game. Yeah. Um. The. No, I can't really think of anything. I mean, we have the Super Bowl coming up. We do. That's right. Who do we have for that? Man, I, I and why really, is it the Eagles? I really don't want to pick the Eagles, man. They <laughs> haven't had to do anything. They've they've had they had an easy at super easy regular season, and then they come to the playoffs and they beat the fucking Giants, who uh, I will maintain are frauds, and uh, <laughs> and then they play the 49ers, who just got 
fourth string quarterback. They were their fourth string quarterback got hurt. He couldn't even play. They were they had a guy with a torn ligament in his elbow playing quarterback for that game. It just doesn't. There's just no adversity there. I have this a question about boring. that. So Garoppolo's hurt. Yeah. Lance is hurt. Yeah. You only had two quarterbacks on the roster? I guess. Typically, don't you have three? Um, I, I guess typically, but I mean, when you're already starting your third your third stringer, I guess you're, a lot of teams don't but, really have like five quarterbacks. But you don't. On the like, roster. You're telling me your practice squad doesn't have a, Quarterback that you can pick up because you know, I, I, I guess in their head they figure we're already down to our third string and Purdy's doing really good. If he gets hurt, then we're fucked. We're so we're so committed to Purdy staying healthy. If if, if that's it, that's it. If we have a fourth guy get hurt. What well, what's gonna happen? They're too far into it at that point. I I just don't understand that because I feel like once you know Lance and Garoppolo both aren't playing then you should have made an attempt to get some sort of quarterback. I guess. I don't think it would have mattered either way. Because, like, look at the Colts. They had three quarterbacks. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you should have three on your roster at all times, I feel. You, sh- you it's probably the should. One, it's the one position in that sport where they get hit and you're unprotected. Or, I mean, you're hit the, probably the hardest. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, well, I mean, just... Besides running back. Yeah. That's why their careers are really short. But quarterbacks are also not usually built, prepared for taking hits every single uh, play like that. Uh, wow, nice shot. That was a nice shot. Um, Oh, actually, while we're on the NFL, I did see this thing where uh, Aaron Rodgers is going on this darkness retreat or something. Where darkness he's going to... Apparently, he's going to lock himself in a room... Or in a in a house that's pitch black for like four days. How's he gonna eat? Oh, I guess there's. I guess someone will bring him food every every now and then. But other than that, it's just gonna be a pitch black room, and he's just gonna stay in there for four days and come back out and be ready to make his decision or some shit. I don't know. Jesus Rogers Christ. is kind of a weirdo. Why does he have to be this way? I still think he's going to the Raiders. I mean, oh, hey, that, everybody that says he's, that he's going into the, the big black dark room because he's going to come out and he's gonna be like Raiders. I, I saw black the entire time. It's like it, it's, it's I'm meant to go to the Raiders. It's, it's, oh. It'll make perfect sense. It's because Devontae's there and they need a quarterback. I mean, I mean, yeah, but you only get two years maybe out of them. Well, I mean, what's maybe their, what's their alternative? I don't even understand where the Derek Carr thing's coming from. What do you mean? Football is so why why they next why to, they hate why they just drop Derek Carr out. Next it? to baseball, football is so frustrating when it comes to players because it's like he just signed an extension with them last spring. Yeah, what the hell happened that you were like, oh, we don't want him anymore? You know, he's it's, it's similar to like I don't want I don't want to say this because I feel like it is a little different, but like the Cowboys committed to Dak, and now they had this year this season where he just is now is like looking like the guy who's never never going to get the job done in the playoffs and um and then a year later he's just like okay we're ready to move on fuck it yeah that's kind of what happened to Derek Carr this year it's just like had his uh his numbers look good he wasn't all that bad the defense is usually the problem and then one more year and this like you know what fuck it let's just move on but we're done with this but you understand what i'm saying right it's yeah. just like you just 
as I move my People mic. get dropped very quickly. And it's like so weird because it's like, was he playing that bad? I didn't think he was playing that bad. I mean, not that I watched a whole lot of Raiders games. But, but when you have the worst defense, uh, one of the worst defenses in football, I tend to look at that as a problem. And primarily. one of the worst coaches, in my opinion. Who's your coach again? Josh McDaniels. That sounds about right. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm, he's... I'm just not a good judge of coaches in the NFL, unless they're on my team. I feel like in, NF, in the NFL, as long as you have head coaching experience, even if you sucked, you know... Regardless of the position you're in, you're likely to get another gig. Like McDaniels, he was supposed to be the Colts head coach. Then he swerved and went, you know, he was the Broncos head coach. Yeah. Um, he was supposed to go to the Colts. Swerved and went back to the Patriots because he was un, uh, under, he liked coaching under Bilicek. Uh, and then years later, he would get the... Um, the Vegas Raiders job and it was like but he doesn't have like the winning experience. He has coaching experience, but he doesn't have winning experience. Yeah. That's why it that, was that so why Sean, weird. <laughs> Sean Payton right now uh was like the coach people were trying to go for in the offseason. Talk about trading it, am I crazy to think that trading a first round pick for a coach is nuts? Doesn't that just that just sounds weird to me. To me, I also think it's strange that he's getting this much attention that he has because it's like he left the Saints, which was a good job. He had it for a while. He did win a Super Bowl with them. Fuck it. I hate them. <laughs> um, yes, it was at my team's expense. I was going to say, who'd they be? Um, but, uh, well, I also didn't like him because of the headhunting head thing years ago. Yeah, that was um, not that was not great. And, but um, what was I going to say? Like his last couple seasons in New Orleans weren't all that great. No, they also had a whole lot of money in Michael Thomas. Uh, well, they they had the end of Bree's career coming out, and they haven't really had a secure quarterback uh, holding that down since then. And Michael Thomas, their star receiver, gets paid, and then the dude just has, like has not played in like two years. So I mean, the Saints are not not in a great spot for anyone to really be all that successful. I, I mean, I do like the fit of Sean Payton in Denver. I don't get me wrong about that. Um, I don't know about the fit of Frank Reich in Carolina, but um, I guess we'll find out about that. Yeah. Also, I shouldn't be talking. I don't have a coach. <laughs> you have Jeff Saturday. What do you mean? <laughs> Jeff Saturday needs more experience. Well, we want we beat the Raiders at his his only crowning achievement. That doesn't make Derek Carr look very good. I honestly think you want to know something after his Pro Bowl appearance. I kind of want Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr. It's a better it's a better choice than like Wentz or Rivers or Ryan. These quarterbacks who are basically they feel kind of done. I, I don't want to say Wentz felt done at the time. Um, but I mean, just felt, just like, and, I felt like he was, he was never going to be that quarterback that he was supposed to be early on when he was on the Eagles. Rivers was obviously one or two years and out. Matt Ryan looks like he's just about done. Derek Carr. I don't, it doesn't feel like he's done. He can play if he can play plenty more years. So it's, it can be more of a medium length term solution as opposed to just immediately jumping, going into a rookie and just throwing him the reins and saying, good luck, buddy. Um, but it's also, not 
just not the same. Um, but like, I would say, uh, if you did, if they went for Aaron Rodgers, that would feel stupid because that feels more like, um, because that team does not feel like it's ready to compete this this year, this coming year. They need to fix, uh, figure out whatever the fuck they've got going on. Um, that's why I think he's fine going to the Raiders. The Raiders have a lot of pieces for win now potential if they'll just fix their defense. Well, like I said, after his all-star appearance, I really want Derek Carr because he literally went on national TV and was like, well, this is why I'm going somewhere else. Oh, the Pro Bowl was was uh, interesting. They had Derek Carr there who got benched, and then they had Huntley who was a backup quarterback. Sounds like hell of an, sounds like hell of an all-star game. Backups and bench players. What? I don't think I've ever been more interested in the Pro Bowl though. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch a second of it. But they have. They brought back. I didn't know this, or else I would have recorded it. I mean, I can probably find it. Um, uh, back like around the time we were in high school and stuff, they used to have uh, position challenges, kind of like uh, the NBA does. um, Three points and dunks and yeah, and then what's the skills challenge? Skills challenge. So they had like a quarterback skills challenge. Well, I guess they've been doing it for a couple of years, but I didn't know that. Okay. Um, well, like accuracy and yeah. longest throws and stuff. And I remember all those all, those years of like uh, like Peyton Manning doing it and like uh, at the time Matt Schaub, lol. Um, <laughs> That's a quarterback name. I, I barely um, remember. God, who is uh, uh, Jeff Garcia? Um, That's someone who I totally forgot about. Uh, you know, Cutler, uh, Hasselbeck, um, you know, all these quarterbacks doing, you know, the, you never seen, you used to watch those, not, never? No. They used to have, because they always, it was in Hawaii, and they always had these silly things where it was like they had to run through an obstacle course and throw an accurate pass, and Peyton was like always like the standout. Because they would get like Jake DeLome to do it, and like DeLome can't throw on the run or something like that, and then huh. he would just like yeah, I don't know. No, I never. I just never watched or really ever gave a shit about it. Uh, next year, I I I want to pay attention to it. I know last year they had the game or the challenges at um where the Aviators play in uh, the minor league baseball team in um, Vegas. Um. Because I was like, I saw the field and I was like, that looks familiar. And then I saw the outfield fence. I was like, oh, I know where that is. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to pay attention to it. Next year, I'm going to record it. Okay. But the the only all-star stuff I really pay attention to anyway is the dunk contest. Well, not the last couple of years. I I heard they're like not even having NBA players do it now. Like they're, have, they're just bringing in people who just know how to dunk now or something like that. You want to know something? Which is a fantastic idea. I heard that. But I heard a rumor that they were going to, or they wanted to bring um, street ball dunkers. Yes. And face NBA dunkers. Oh, the street guys would destroy them. I know they would. And I would hope, and you want to know why I would want that to happen? So that people would embrace it? Because people would embrace it. And now when people, uh, NBA players are like, oh, I want to do the dunk contest, go, well, shit, I better... Yeah, know my shit because so. I feel like with the dunk contest lately, there's just so few guys who are like dunkers and like are super creative with the way they do things. Because uh, I remember like Levine and Aaron Gordon were like the last few guys who like really had an exciting dunk contest these last few years. I'll be honest, I don't even remember who won the last three years. I don't, I don't remember. Um, it just got less exciting. 
But I mean, there are guys out there who are just insane with the shit that they pull off. Yeah. Instead of pulling in NBA guys and telling them to figure out how to make the dunk contest exciting, bring in guys who know how to make the dunk uh, contest exciting and they have something they can bring. That's really cool. And I love your idea of it. They go out there, they have like a eight players, four pros and four street ballers go out there and the street, street ballers just fucking sweep. Then people are going to go out there and say, those guys are awesome. Let's just see more of those next year. Fuck, fuck the pros. We don't need that shit. And you're growing the sport. Yeah. More, uh, get more names out there, you know, just, uh, just make it more, more exciting or different. Yeah. You only, you all, you just got to make it different. It's like when, um, baseball with the home run derby, instead of doing, um, number of pitches, they did a time limit cause they realized it was stupid doing by pitches. Yeah. 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 Cause pitches was, cause I mean, not every pitch is the same. Someone will throw some garbage ass stuff. Right. And then they started doing it by time limit. And it, have you seen the totals? They're a whole lot Since fucking they, higher. Yeah. They're hitting 37 home runs in um, two minutes. I don't know. Oh, fuck that shit. And baseball's still fucking dying. Well, because you can't do that much and, uh, with the All-Star game in baseball. You can do uh, you can do the home run derby. That's about it. No, I mean, I don't watch the, the All-Star game in baseball. Everyone pitches one inning. Who gives a fuck? Um, you can't, I don't know how much they would ever mess around with pitching things because you just don't want pitchers going out there and throwing their, uh, throwing really hard or whatever and risk hurting themselves. That's what the NFL usually sucks. Cause they just don't want to get hurt. I did see Josh Jacobs come make that comment. This shit is fucking stupid. <laughs> that, that was his comment on, on the pro bowl stuff. Um, I think it's cool. I can't, do, I can't judge it. I didn't watch when they do skills challenges and they changed it. To flag football, which I am perfectly okay with. Uh, I don't. I don't care. I'm not. I wasn't gonna watch it anyway. I understand because it gets them to like actually do try and mess around with more stuff and not worry about getting taken out or getting hurt. So I guess they can do some more interesting things. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's they got to change when it's done. Well, I actually, I like. What do you mean? Actually, I, I I take that back because they can't do that. They can't do it in the middle of the year. No, definitely. Then no one's ever going to do it because no one's going to go out there and get hurt. And then you can't do it after the Super Bowl because no one's going to give a fuck. Uh, I feel like it should be. No one gives a fuck anyway. When it, I feel like this is a good time to do it. I think it's the, now that I think about. It, I think it's the only time they can do it, and that's a shame. Because I, because then you're just missing. You're just like missing players out of it too. Again, you have fucking. Huntley and Derek Carr in your Pro Bowl. Nice. I don't know. I don't have a way to fix it. All right. Well, do we have anything else or are we going to? No. Lakers are down by nine with four minutes left. So in true Laker fashion, in true Laker fashion, someone's going to do something really cool, but they're going to lose the game anyway. And LeBron is still in. So yeah, pretty typical Laker experience for the year. That's all I got. And turnover. Okay. And that does it for sports.